0: is micah macaw my
1: name is jordan macaw and this is the macaw podcast universe and what does that mean
0: it means that we cover film franchises and we talk about movies galore and it means we're also a married couple and and it also means that we exist to prove people wrong when they say the sequels are never better than the originals word and guess what what we're covering the dc extended universe
1: and we are so far in
0: we're so far in. And you know what I just realized about this universe?
1: That we've missed a couple movies?
0: No. we. I've checked that many times because I uh, I, I get a little confused, and there's so, f- so fewer than Marvel that I'm like, well, surely we're missing some. Yeah. But we're not. Um, what I just realized is within this series, we have not yet covered a sequel in the series itself yeah because it's man of steel batman v superman which really in a way is man of steel 2 but it's not
1: uh-huh
0: uh suicide squad wonder woman justice league aquaman and now shazam and none of these movies are sequels to any other movie there's in, in only a one sense. sequel
1: so far out in this franchise yeah. wonder woman 1984
0: how weird is that
1: that is pretty weird
0: and so, today, we're talking about Shazam. Yes. And we exist to prove people wrong when they say that sequels are never better than the you originals. You already said that. You're right, I did.
1: This movie and superhero, I thought, was made up when I saw a trailer.
0: Yeah, tell me about what you're thinking on this. It doesn't
1: make sense because I, I'm sure it shows the DC logo in it. Yeah. Either way, I thought that this was a made up character because he looks so dumb and it looked too, like, self-referential. It looked uh-huh. like a movie making fun of superhero movies. Yeah. That's really what I thought. And I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it on a plane.
0: Yes, you did.
1: And you what, saw it in What theaters. did you think
0: when you saw it in a I loved
1: plane? it. It was good.
0: Okay. So I went with Bobby, who has been referenced a couple times in this podcast, uh, went and saw this movie. Now, him and I had kind of made this a fun thing for us to do is like, let's go see the new crappy DC movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and so I went into this. The trailers, even though thinking back on the trailers, they actually are pretty good. I was just like, oh whatever about this. Uh-huh. This is gonna be bad. We're just gonna laugh the whole movie. And pretty quickly into the movie, I was like, this is kind of cool. And and even still I'm sitting there like, you know, cross armed I wasn't as open-minded of a mu- movie viewer as I am now, uh-huh. and so it's kind of like, well, maybe maybe. You that...
1: allowing the movie to win you yeah, over. Yeah, it was
0: like it was like, well, maybe maybe that first scene was cool with the the with the kid in the car. Okay, that part was cool, but surely the rest of the movie is going to be good. And slowly, my arms unfolded, and then they went back together as they were slapping the palms because I was applauding. Baby, this movie rules. So,
1: even not the first time you saw it.
0: The first time, I saw, I remember both of us, I, I kind of, as I was leaving, was thinking, oh, I, I hope he liked that because I really liked that. And it's going to be that awkward thing when you go to a movie with a friend and you go, how good was that? And then the other person goes, I hated it. Yeah. And I was like, that was really good. And he was like, N- that was really good. I loved that. And we both just talked cool. about how much we loved it. yeah you, Have you
1: how- ever been in situations, I have a couple times, where a friend asks, have you seen this movie? And I'll say yes. Uh-huh. And they say, oh, what did you think about it? And yeah. I say, oh, I hated it. Yeah. And immediately, I feel bad. Yeah. Because the the friend says, oh, I like that movie. I know. And I feel bad because it's like, now I feel like an, a dummy jerk right now. I know. I,
0: I try not to that too much unless they're like i shouldn't
1: use such strong language when a question like that yeah
0: yeah because usually which i think potentially annoys people but i think it also cracks people up if they're like oh my gosh i just saw this movie joker for example and they're like what did you think dude and i go well i didn't really like it but you're good to like it yeah um if you really want to know what I want to say, I can get into it, but I don't want to ruin the movie for you or anything. Yeah. And if you like it, that's awesome, like good for you. I don't like it, I, or, or or I try to give them a preface because there's so many movies that even on this podcast we like, and even our listeners have said, "You like that movie? That movie's stupid."
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah. So
0: everybody's different about their opinions. Um, so yeah, I, I try to handle it. I know I, n- I think
1: I need to be bad It doesn't sound like that happens all the time. But yeah. e- every time that has happened to me it's like oh, you're so
0: stupid, Jordan. But there are there are certain movies that if when someone mentions it it's like oh, No, yeah. like if someone came up to me and said, "What did you think of Suicide Squad 2016? I finally got around to seeing it." I would go, "Oh, no, 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 no." Yeah. That is like objectively you're wrong. That's a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> But um, this movie was so good that that two people went into a theater hoping to dislike it and came it. out
1: friends, Friends.
0: <laughs> family, kidding. maybe even. <laughs> and um, yeah. And so I was excited to rewatch this when we were starting the DC universe. This was like my light at the end of the tunnel. Like uh-huh. at least we'll be able to watch Shazam. Yeah. And then when we got to Aquaman, um. Well, well w- as listeners will know, Wonder Woman, I really liked on the rewatch. I still have huge issues with the ending of the movie, but then Aquaman on the rewatch, I was like, oh, I unabashedly love this movie. It's awesome. And then when we got to this, it's like, is this going to be as good as Aquaman? I think this movie blows it it's, out of the water. I think it's
1: objectively better than Aquaman. And I know last episode at the end, I think I said, I don't know. I think yeah. I might like this one more. Shazam, it is, it is a better movie. It it's just so simple and streamlined yeah but and one thing that Aquaman has going for it while against it at the same time is all of the rules make yeah. no sense but I love they it make
0: sense come on they
1: don't make that much sense it's they just totally it's sense. really bogged down in the details kind of issue
0: yeah but that's what it's like you can't fault a mo- that movie for that because that's what it's supposed to be you know It
1: doesn't have to be it, it really doesn't have I think to. it does okay uh, but I also loved it
0: yeah I think that um the other benefit is like, in in my opinion, Aquaman is more of an adventure fantasy movie than mm-hmm. it is a superhero movie. So mm-hmm. it's almost like, why would you compare this to Shazam? Because Shazam is a superhero movie. Uh-huh. In a lot of ways, this is one of the few straight up superhero movies in this universe thus far.
1: <laughs> Seriously.
0: And it's refreshing. Yeah. This this movie kind of reminds me of the feeling I had when I saw Spider Man for the first time.
1: Maguire Spider Man, yes, obviously. Yes, where it's
0: where it's just like this is so pure and celebratory. And it's just like the people are obviously having a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's just a good story. And it's just exciting. And it makes you go, like, how come I haven't been checking out this Shazam character? I love this. Yeah. Um, But let's, so have we set the table? Sure, yeah. Should we pull out the hors d'oeuvres and serve them now? Okay. Okay, so this movie is directed by David F. Sandberg, and he is a guy who is a YouTuber. He started off posting his no-budget movies that he would just make in his house on YouTube. And he got some recognition with this Two and a half minutes short that we watched last night for the first time called Lights Out. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Would really encourage you to watch it. His YouTube channel is Pony Smasher, and oh. he, what he
1: smashes ponies?
0: Oh yeah, I
1: don't but uh, think we could talk about this.
0: He's pretty cool because he is still a YouTuber, and he makes like video essays, and he's made video essays about like stuff like on, on this movie you know things he did on this movie so mm-hmm. it's very much like he is a, a he loves and,
1: films and he loves talking about yeah. them and educating others
0: yeah i should have sent him an email for this movie he it seems yeah. like he may have been like sure i'll come on yeah maybe we'll get we'll try and get him for shazam 2
1: in a couple years
0: yeah but um he's just very cool
1: so do you know how he got the job because i i have a feeling that james wan might have been involved somehow
0: oh interesting Uh, because
1: we found out that james wan produced lights out or the uh, oh no annabelle creation no wait
0: no no so here's what happened okay he he does lights out the short and he just starts getting like offers and so then james wan somehow gets in the mix as a producer and they bring the two and a half minute short he did to a feature-length movie called lights out Uh in 2016 so now he's kind of working with James Wan, James Wan starts the Conjuring universe, uh-huh. and then this guy gets hired to do Annabelle creation. Yep. So they do have a pretty close working relationship, I would imagine. Yeah. Or maybe not close, but, you know, they know each other. Yeah. And then at some point down the line, I, I'll, I'll see when I get to my notes. I can't remember if, uh, yeah, it, it it didn't, I don't think it said how he he got the I'm job I'm sure some name
1: was dropped somewhere.
0: But James Wan probably was working on Aquaman and they were probably talking about Shazam and he said, I know someone who could do something interesting. Or maybe he was talking to David and David said, I always liked the character Shazam and that I got a pitch for it or something like that. So yeah. that's he wrote pretty the movie cool. Too. Uh too? No. Okay. We'll get to that though. Um But yeah, so that's kind of his career and then he's... The, so his Shazam's next, his
1: third movie.
0: this third movie. That's crazy. And then his next movie is Shazam Fury of the Gods, which is Shazam 2. Great title. Can't wait to see it. But we have to wait two years. Um, screenplay is by Henry Gayden, who did this animated movie that slipped through my radar, but it's a Disney movie called Earth to Echo.
1: Do you remember this? That sounds familiar. I don't know what that is.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't see it, but... Uh, yeah, so if anyone knows about that movie, let me know. Um, and then he's doing the screenplay for Shazam two, as well. And then we have the story is by Henry Gayden, and the story is also by someone that we've talked about in our first year of podcasting, Darren Lemke, who did the the story for Shrek Forever After, hmm. which is a, another plug for you to go back and listen to our Shrek series because we argue. That Shrek Forever After is the best Shrek movie, <laughs> by a lot. That one good. is really good, um, and it's great because I've not, I've yet to meet another human being besides us two that share in that opinion. So it's very controversial of a take. But he also is one of the writers on Gemini Man, uh, Goosebumps One and Two. So uh, the cinematography is by Maxim Alexandre. Uh, who did Earth to Echo, The Hills Have Eyes, Annabelle Creation, and then the recent season of Haunting of Bly Manor. So He does his horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie comes out April 5th, 2019. It has an $85 million budget. So this is by far the least expensive of the DC movies. Uh-huh. And it makes $140 million domestically and three hundred and sixty-three million worldwide. So it's not... It's not a huge hit, but for its proportional budget, it's a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean,
1: how well known is the superhero?
0: Well, I that what that is a masterful segue that you didn't even know that you were about to make
1: because that's the only reason I could think of why it didn't it wouldn't do is because like when you make and I I know like Man of Steel and BVS didn't make as much as they wanted, but yeah. it does guarantee a a draw.
0: Yes. Yes, there will be. this movie has the hurdle of uh like Shazam. Do you want to go see Shazam? And the question people ask is what's Shazam? Uh-huh. You say, "Do you want to see Man of Steel?" What's Man of Steel? It's a Superman movie. Done. Tickets sold. Yeah. Batman v Superman. Easy. Um so I mean, I had no idea who this character was. But I thought this was very interesting. So I believe the character was made in the 40s, maybe even the 30s. Um, I think the 40s, though, in a company called Fawcett Comics, F-A-W-C-E-T. And the guy who created him is a guy named Fawcett. That's his last name. And his name was Captain Marvel. So Uh he was Captain Marvel, and he would say the word Shazam, this guy named Billy. Billy Brust.
1: Was it always a kid?
0: he's a kid yeah and he uh, gets on a train station and is given these powers um so he says Shazam turns into Captain Marvel so um he in the 40s how does
1: that work
0: I'm I'm going through it here. okay so in the 40s he was outselling Superman so he was Whoa. very popular in the 40s. And then, so
1: they were really relying on an older generation to come out and see this movie.
0: <laughs> well, I, <laughs> kidding, I don't think so. Um, so then there was a trial uh, with DC Comics um, suing Fawcett Comics, claiming that uh, Captain Marvel was too similar to Superman, and they later stopped publishing Captain Marvel in 1953, and then in the late 1960s. The company Marvel, Marvel Comics, gained the trademark for quote Captain Marvel. Okay, so that's how they get started on their Captain Marvel, which would be like.
1: Were you just eating this up while you were researching it?
0: Well, I've I've always known that there was like a DC Captain Marvel, and then there I didn't even know that there was a third party uh-huh. comics company that had invented it, and I've always been confused by it because yeah. it's, it's really confusing, like. For Marvel, the company Marvel, uh-huh. to say, yeah, the trademark's up. It's been twenty years. Let's start making Captain Marvel, and it's not—it's not similar in characteristics at all. And
1: well, that is the one character that you don't question that it could have come from somewhere else because of the name alone, <laughs>
0: right? But uh, no, it's not them. But DC still owns like the character Shazam, like, and so they turn it into a character called Shazam or, or actually I think there's another name for him. I can't remember though. Oh, oh okay. So DC branded and marketed the character as Shazam since 1972. Um, and then, oh, but I think he was still called Captain Marvel, but they, I think it was like the comic book Shazam or something like that. And then, cause it says here that this led a lot of people to assume that Shazam was the character's name. And then DC renamed the mainline version of the character as Shazam when they relaunched it in 2011. Um, so that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So in 2008, pre-production started for a Shazam movie, and it would have been like, this is the movie Shazam uh-huh. with our lovable character Captain Marvel. Okay. As, as early as late as 2008, um, and then the studio, so Warner Brothers is going to make it. But this movie made by the Wachowskis called Speed Racer had come out. Yes. And it flops hardcore. And it's a very lighthearted, fun, crazy movie that's very earnest. And so Warner Brothers goes, well, right now we're making movies like Dark Harry Potter. We're making uh, The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. We can't have a light, fun superhero movie. Can We don't want the Shazam character. Hmm. So they don't do it. Um, and then uh, it jumps around in development for a while. And then eventually, with this whole DC universe, they just get the ball rolling. That's so random still. Isn't that weird? Yes, it is. It, it seems... I mean, I feel like this is like the equivalent of... Probably Guardians of the Galaxy if that had been one of their first movies.
1: Yeah, because they don't pop up till Phase 2.
0: Although maybe th- that might be around their eighth movie, actually. Really? So it actually might line up because they were pretty early on in Phase 2, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's true. But it's like but Marvel that, that had earned like, so much goodwill. That's,
1: that's how I feel, too even though it is technically early it is like but now it's time to take a tiny bit of a risk if you even want to call it that
0: Oh it's a risk. It, yeah. I would definitely consider it a risk. This
1: one feels way bigger. Yeah. But because of how terrible most most of the other movies are or just okay.
0: Yeah, certainly not. It's like huge box office draws. What does
1: anyone have? What what have we wanted to do in the past? Oh, Shazam. I guess let's just do it now. Yeah. We're throwing it all away.
0: Well, and and this this is what we talked about last week in our Aquaman episode, how it seems like Aquaman was the turning point for the DC Extended Universe where they kind of s- were saying, and I think with this movie as well, they're kind of saying like, okay, we reject the first three movies. Yeah. Because even in this movie, you have so much um, Batman content, but it's I, I, it just doesn't feel like, oh, this kid... Um, this character Freddy is looking up to the Batman that like brands people, sometimes murders people, uh, mm-hmm. fought with. It doesn't feel like he's looking up to that Superman. Mm-hmm. And even having it set in Philadelphia just feels like it's this kind of. Oh different. no, it's
1: Philadelphia because of the yeah.
0: the Rocky statue. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I think at this point DC's kind of like our huge characters aren't working. Yeah. I mean, they go, I guess Aquaman and I guess Wonder Woman are.
1: So let's just try an even more random character.
0: Yeah, and it's the best movie in the series. Uh (laughs) Um, So then I did want to say this. Um, Wallfish, who uh, is the composer, he cited John Williams and scores from the 1980s Amblin Entertainment Films as the inspiration. And he did, quote, an old school superhero from the Golden Age uh, picturing what might happen if a 14-year-old boy was put in front of a 100-piece orchestra and told there were no limits. I wanted the score to feel like it might have been written by an exuberant kid just having the time of his life with an orchestra.
1: I don't really remember the score.
0: Well, there there's a lot of soundtrack as well. Okay. But there are some parts. There's a couple parts where they are definitely leaning on, I think in a very cool way, they're uh-huh. leaning on like the John Williams superman theme they're not they're not playing the notes but it's like oh this sounds like that kind of and so i i think he accomplished uh his goal there it's not necessarily like oh let's get a vinyl of the shazam score yeah
1: i think that's awesome that's so cool
0: it's cool and and i think because my thought on this movie and it was funny because bobby and i when we saw it we had the exact same thought is when i walked out of the theater i thought to myself this feels like a movie I saw when I was a kid. Uh huh. This feels like a movie I grew up with, and it feels like a movie that I'll show my kids, and this is gonna be like a Goonies for them, where they'll be like, "Oh, Shazam!" Like we yeah. used to watch that every day for four years in a row. Yeah, we love Shazam, and it just it, it captures, like I, I, in in a in not not in a copying way, but it, it captures like that feel when you're watching old. 80s movies that you grew up with.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And part of that is probably the score like subconsciously. I think part
1: of that are the monsters too.
0: Yeah. Well, and and hiring, so if you remember in our Toy Story series, we talked about how horror can play a really vital role in um fa- even family movies. Yeah. And blockbusters because y- you're you're given this like experience. And you feel stuff. And so you hire a horror director. And I'm not saying you need to do this every time. But he makes a really memorable movie that has some pretty intense moments. And kind of does that thing like you're saying. Where a lot of 80s movies you go back and you watch it. And you're like oh this is kind of intense for what I thought was a kids movie. Yes. And this has some of those scenes in it. Yeah. Like the seven deadly sins are very not kid friendly. They're cool though. Anyway I, I was talking so much there. Yeah. Hit it.
1: So we have Zachary Levi, who plays Shazam. He is in Chuck. He's in Tangled, so he does do voice acting. Um, Oh, we kind of have talked about him. I don't know if we covered him, though, because he's in Thor The Dark World.
0: That's right. He is. Like,
1: he's an Asgardian.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. I barely remember
1: that. He's also in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which he was doing the same year as Shazam. He's Oh, he's done a lot of voice acting. He's in Kingdom Hearts 3. He's in Psych the movie. So, yeah, I think known, broke out as Chuck.
0: Very charismatic guy.
1: Yeah, he's also in Thor Ragnarok. Don't remember that.
0: I don't remember that either, but...
1: Um, and then Mark Strong plays Dr. Sivana. Uh, he is in 1917, Kingsman. Let's see, though. What he was doing around this time... He's in the show The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, Temple, uh, Deep State. You seem to know who this person is. I have no idea. Yeah, who I this love Mark
0: Strong. Is. I have He's no idea. so great, and he he just had. He's, yeah, you, I
1: remember even before seeing this, you're like this. Mark Strong's in this movie. I who is that? I have no <laughs> idea.
0: And I can't. What's funny is I don't remember what I like associate. To to being like the role, you know how you every actor, it's like they're they have this role that you remember them by. I can't even remember what it is with him, but I remember seeing the movie and it's like I hope he's good because I like this guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would even venture, and I haven't seen a lot of with him in it, venture to say maybe he's a character a little bit more of a character actor.
0: Yeah, I think so. He's great. Could you could you go back a little further? I'm just curious what I would have maybe latched onto him with. Well, he's
1: 108 acting credits, so he's in a lot. Um, he's in The Brothers Grimsby, Before I Go to Sleep, The Imitation Game.
0: Oh, yeah. Good in that. Zero
1: Dark Thirty, John Carter, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Green Lantern. I mean, he isn't so, like, yeah. I have seen him in a lot. Yeah. But I have no idea who this person is.
0: That's just fun. None of those jumped out at me as like, oh, that's the movie that well, I. He has
1: so many, I'm not going to go that far. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, he's really good. I think he's role.
0: great in this movie.
1: And then Asher Angel plays Billy Batson. He is also in Andy Mack. Criminal Minds, Beyond Borders. They made a spin-off show.
0: Spinoff from what?
1: Criminal Minds.
0: Oh, that was one credit. Criminal Minds Beyond Borders. Yeah. Yikes.
1: Um, I'm trying to see though. He is in Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn, <laughs> which looks like a Nikki Ricky, Dicky, Dawn. Disney show oh oh, yeah 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 okay wait is this Disney though or Nickelodeon I think it's Nickelodeon and it also stars Aiden Gallagher who plays five in Umbrella Academy and he's so young
0: which which one is five I'm the kid okay okay
1: (laughs) come on it's the kid um okay so that is Billy Batson who turns into Shazam and then Jack Dylan Grazer plays Freddie Freeman uh, he is exploding right now yeah. just like anyone who is in Stranger Things or the It movie. So he's in It. He plays Eddie yep. in It. Um, he is also in an episode of Comedy Bang Bang.
0: That's right. He's like Scott's kid in an episode.
1: He's in The Greatest Event in Television History. Wow. Um, Tales, a and, and jordan tale. was not
0: she was not setting up something that is the name of a an adult swim special the greatest event in television history and it's very funny
1: yeah um he's also a beautiful boy don't tell a soul we are who we are he is only getting started people he is not going away anytime soon and then um and, and
0: you said he's going to be in luca right the pixar movie that'll be out by now
1: yeah when you click on his profile that's the first thing that she pops up cool so yeah and then how much into the family do we want to get because i can touch on each person faith herman plays darla deadly the cute little girl uh she's also on Watchmen, the show the flourish Mm. this is us so megan good who darla turns into yeah she is in So that's a person when I first time I saw the movie, I'm like, oh my gosh, where has she been? Yeah. I have seen her in so many things. Um, A big, big stuff that she's in that I've seen is Brick. Um, Oh, I have to, I have to scroll down. She's in Stomp the Yard.
0: Oh.
1: She's in the Steve Harvey show. The Jersey Biker Boys. This is when she's young. But Stomp the Yard was a big one for me as well as Roll Bounce. Movie about skating.
0: I definitely saw Stomp the Yard, so that would be where I.
1: Grace Fulton plays Mary, the girl who's trying to get into college. Um, she is also an Annabelle creation, but yeah. And just to mention, John Glover's in this movie, and he's great in every second. And uh...
0: yes, the the dad of Dr. Savannah. So uh, the movie begins, and it's what do you remember? What year it was? That doesn't matter. They're driving. It's like the 70s, 70s or the 60s, and it's like Christmas time. We're mm-hmm. hearing, "Do you hear what I hear?" And we see this little boy in the back seat with sun- with sunglasses, with eyeglasses on, and he has an eight ball, and he's
1: a magic eight
0: ball. Yeah, he's playing with it, and then his dad and his brother are in the front seat, and they're basically saying that he sucks, and we don't like it. They're him.
1: kind of making fun of him, especially his brother's giving him such a hard time. Yeah, um, and. His brother takes the Magic 8-Ball, throws it back to him. He sees kind of a vision in the Uh 8-Ball, and then his dad and brother are gone.
0: Yeah, and the the car freezes over and stops, and he gets out of the car, and he's in this very cool set. And he walks in, and there's this guy standing there with this huge lightning bolt on his chest, long gray and white hair,
1: with a staff. He's a wizard. Yeah. This is, like, such a kid's thing. Yeah. And a good... I think it's so cool. Like, if I was a kid watching this, I would be like, this is so amazing. Because it looks pretty cheesy. Uh-huh. But, I like, they're going for that.
0: Well, it, here's the other thing uh, that I noticed. Watching this so close to the other movies, I feel like this movie arguably looks better than the rest of them. Um... Because it's just, it's just r- real. Yeah, there, there's just so much stuff in the other, and I think about um, as not is it Asgard, the the, the Amazon place, mm. and we talked about it. And I think I was like, no, I kind of dig that place, but it's really not memorable how it looks. No, it's just kind of green, and I mean, there's it a looks beach like there,
1: ruins, and green. Yeah, but
0: it's not like that should be kind of memorable looking. Uh-huh. It's not really, but I can like remember all these sets because they're like the real sets they this, look this really good and aquaman good.
1: looked the best
0: oh yeah well aquaman's a whole other beast but we love that yeah um but yeah I, I there's just so many like simple things that this movie does that just puts it so much higher than the rest of yeah, them yeah this
1: like this set in particular is a really good tip of the iceberg and they don't even explain a fraction of what's going on which is mm-hmm. good that it leaves you wanting more that yeah. i hope that they explore more in the se- in the sequel cuz when the kid arrives it's like it's like he's in a cave and there's this caterpillar in a jar. Yeah. And he that he walks by and it's not even referenced. If you didn't even watch a post credit scene, you're just like I don't know what this forgotten about is. the caterpillar. Yeah. But the the wizard is telling him that he needs to pick the next wizard, basically. Yeah. And he wa- he's giving him a chance like are you good?
0: Are, are you, you good pure enough? of heart?
1: Yeah. And Basically, the, kind of
0: an Arthur thing again.
1: It is, yeah. <laughs> and the the wizard, he's the last one. But you see, like there's I think six chairs or something. Seven total. Seven total chairs, uh, or like thrones. So they're mm-hmm. a council, and they're basically in charge of magic in general, but especially of the seven deadly sins, which are like the big bad guys of this world.
0: Actually, I, I think maybe there's actually only six. I'm sorry. I think there's only six because it's it's Shazam, and each one is a it's a it's a anagram. Yeah for uh, six different god names. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't remember what they are, but Zeus, like Achilles, gods. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um that makes
0: sense because there's six kids at the end of the movie. That's but, why I think it's six yeah, too. That makes more sense.
1: But it's cool because the seven deadly sins are encapsulated in statues. They're frozen <laughs> yeah. and they do talk, but they there there's no animation to like what am i trying to say their lips don't move when they talk they just talk and it's just show like the camera's kind of like zooming in and out like it's floaty like it's dreamy and creepy of them talking and the voices are so good and creepy and even when they're animated they still when they talk it is just you're like it's like you're hearing it in your like they're talking in your brain yeah i love that choice and i'm kind of curious why they chose to do it but i love it
0: it's it's just better than the alternative. I'm glad like you pointed it out. It's
1: cool because you know, seven deadly sins, like it's almost as if like we all kind of have the potential to commit any of them within us. And that's mm-hmm. why you hear them inside your head. As yeah. opposed to watching them talk or something. I don't know. It's cool.
0: It's it's very cool.
1: But um basically what's holding them is like this floating orb.
0: Yep. And and he is tempted and he fails the test that the wizard has mm-hmm. for him, and then he's back in the car and he starts. It's it's just it's wild. And we were talking about this last night, and I don't know. I'd be curious if anyone else felt this way. But when I first saw this movie, I'm like, "What is going on right now?" Me too. I was in, so In lost. a good way, yeah. Because I'm like, this is not the kid who was in the trailer, yeah. And then he just gets kicked out, and so then I'm thinking, oh, okay, it's just showing how long it's taken this wizard. To to yeah. find someone. But then when you find out this is the whole villain's uh um uh, motivation. Up? Yeah. I was thinking that I think that's the moment where I went, Oh, I think I really like this movie.
1: It's so cool too. So, like, you know, prior to him even getting to this cave, his dad and brother were basically saying, like, you suck. Yeah. Like you're not You're not worth it. You're anything. just a loser. Yeah. And then he gets to this cave mysterious, almost like he's maybe having a dream or not. And he is told, you're not good enough. Uh-huh. That is all you need to set up a villain.
0: Yep. And, and it then, works. And then they get in a car accident, and he grabs the eight ball, and it says, find us. hmm So then we go to our next scene. And uh, I believe-
1: We're in present day.
0: Yes. We, um, we see our main character, Billy, and he is, like, messing with the police- There's some fun shenanigans there. And right away, also, you have this type of humor that's very self-aware that it's cheesy humor. Mm -hmm. And I think it really works. Yeah. Um, You know, like, he locks these police in this building where he set off the alarm. At a
1: pawn shop.
0: And then he goes in, and he's looking for his mom because he's an orphan. Yeah. And so he's looking on their computer, and then he sees that there is lunch from, like, this steakhouse on the dashboard. And then it cuts back to the cop, and the cop... He's not that concerned about the car. He's like, no, please don't take that lunch. Yeah. And that kind of humor is sprinkled throughout and really works.
1: It does. It's good.
0: And he grabs that. And um, then he's like, goes and finds this woman who has the same last name as him. He thinks maybe it's his mom. And it's not his mom.
1: No. And the police catch him.
0: And they catch and him. And
1: so you do learn very quickly, too, because then he's in with like a social worker. Uh, he is in and out of foster homes. But a big part of it is he's run away. Uh-huh. He runs away everyone yep. from everyone. So he is put into a new home with a new family. And they're obviously really great people fr- from the onset.
0: Well, okay. So I'm sorry. I'm cutting no, in okay. so much. But um, th- so what I love about this foster home is they're like, if this was an 80s movie, these people would be diabolical. And the whole movie, he would be trying to get away from these foster people. Uh-huh. And it's so cool to just see an experience of some, like, a force of good and a family that's good. And and the problem is that he won't accept them yep. rather than them not accepting him. Yep. It's not a Dursley's Harry Potter situation.
1: Yeah, right.
0: And I just think it's really nice. It's really cute. And I think that the parents do an excellent job, and they feel like real people in a way that... It kind of has. This is gonna sound crazy, but it kind of has that like Nomadland slash Baskets thing, where it almost feels like the parents are not actors because they're yeah, just so they normal. Have, they
1: have really good chemistry. Yeah. The the mom and dad. Absolutely. And so there's like five other kids there, who are also foster children. Yeah. Um and. They establish everyone to really have their own unique thing, and they do those things either visually or in one sentence. You have the cute little quirky girl who loves everyone but uh-huh. is afraid of losing everyone. And then you have the um, Pedro, who just doesn't talk very much. yeah. And then Eugene, he's into video games. Yeah. That's funny. Like all of his stuff was super funny. Yeah. And then Mary is trying to get into college, her dream college in California. And then Freddie is um experiences a physical disability and he's a nerd. Yeah. Like they do this all within a couple of minutes. Uh, uh, yeah, rising. already
0: you're like, I get it. They're yeah. just doing a great job of right And they're all great setting up. There's
1: no reason to tell me that they're that anyone is malicious or mean.
0: Yet. Yeah. And you know? and it's I love when he meets Freddie and Freddie says, you know Oh yeah, everybody seems nice, but it gets real Game of Thrones around here. Yeah. And he goes, "No, I'm kidding." And then he and then he he says something like, "Yeah, I'm a kid who has a disability in a foster home. You must be thinking he's got the world." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it helps cuz this this actor is just so charismatic uh-huh. even as young as he is uh-huh. that all of his jokes it's baffling and lines that
1: kids can do that.
0: I know he's really great. He's, even
1: even if he is like 16 or something when this movie was being shot, like that, that's still to like be able to understand how to emote yeah. in those ways is so good.
0: Well, he, he has that Corey Feldman vibe, you know, from Goonies and Stand By Me and. Um, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Mal from Goonies yes. where he, he's just like ripping them off. I know. And you're kind of like, how is this kid even just, doing this? It's
1: talent. It's truly talent.
0: Yeah. He's, he's so great. But so you
1: also find out that he is a huge superhero nerd. He yeah. loves Superman and Batman. He has a, a bullet that has hit Superman with the authentic, authentic
0: uh, authenticity,
1: the note of authenticity. And he also has like a battering replica. Like he's obsessed with it. Yeah. Which is, I think that's very cool and very fun. Well,
0: and it works and so well into the plot as it, well. It
1: really does. Um, especially because, you know, it's like, that's his idea of Superman, uh, superheroes. And you know, I think they are kind of like making up their own thing because I don't think any kid should look up to these superheroes.
0: Yeah, not the superheroes we've seen. We've in seen this in this universe.
1: franchise, but to to make it to where like he does look up to them because they're so cool and so super natural. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just really good character development Absolutely. for later on.
0: And so um the let's see. That there is, earlier, there's a flashback to the carnival mm-hmm. where Billy lost his mom, mm-hmm. and he, it's cool because they show the scene twice, and the first time you see it, you see that the mother is like, oh, Billy, you're the best, it. and it's his memory of it, and you know, then he loses her at the carnival because he drops this little compass that they won at the carnival, and then... That that sends him on his mission to always find his mom,
1: and and later on, it's just worth because we'll probably forget later on. The memory is it's flashback again when he finds his mom, and it's he's completely disillusioned about all of it. And you basically you see it from her perspective. Yep, and she is really distressed as being a single mother. Yeah, she was seventeen during this time, and when when she got separated from him, she she essentially let it happen. Yeah big issues they did issues. this in this movie that's <laughs> yeah, crazy big
0: big issues it's dealing with um but we'll we'll get into that more when when he meets her um so uh, now we're at the scene with Mark Strong where he is working on the doors
1: okay
0: this is so cool yeah so he's because this wizard has been looking for years and years and years he's quote kidnapped all of these kids to test them if they're pure of heart. So,
1: so he there he's covering it as mass hysteria uh-huh. and and like studying mass hysteria, or yeah. not, it sounds like he has funded all of these psychologists. Yeah, and to, they're, they're to studying
0: it. this thing. Everyone's having the same vision. Test if they're pure of heart from this wizard. There's the seven deadly sins, all that stuff, and then he sees something in this video that this person sends, and it lets him know. Oh, I had these. I didn't write these symbols seven times. Mm-hmm. He goes in this room, and this the 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 doctor follows him.
1: And he's got a Monsters Inc. style door.
0: Yeah, just in the middle of the room. And then he writes the symbols seven times. And she goes, "Do you honestly believe this is real? What is going on?" She touches the door and disintegrates.
1: That was nuts. And it was a good scary. effect. Scary. It's scary. If I was too young, I think that would freak me out.
0: Yeah. We're that off part to a great alone. start, yeah. And then he touches the door handle and uh-huh. it shocks him,
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, like, like static. And he opens it up and walks in, and he's in the cave at the beginning of the movie. And now, of course, you know that this is the kid from the beginning of the movie. And this is you know it too because he's reintroduced with the eight ball, that's true, which yeah, which we had forgotten. But uh, when I first saw this, like I said, when we got to this point, I think this is when I like, was able to uncross my arms and go, okay, actually, this is pretty cool.
1: What is going on? And I love to, and not not that, I don't know, I just love when they're just like, it's magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to make up some word for it. We're wizards, and this is magic.
0: Yeah, it's and, cool. you know,
1: Zeus, Achilles, blah, 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 blah. Love. they just own it.
0: Now, well, no, I'll save that part for in a little bit. But Mark Strong goes in there, and he's basically like wizard- do you know what it's like to be told when you're a child that you're unworthy? That you are not pure of heart? That you're a failure? And right there, you're like, okay, I'm on the villain's side. Yeah. This What this wizard did is not... He didn't do it the right way. Yeah. And all uh, it's just so good because it's always great when you sympathize with the villain. And I get where he's coming from. Yeah. And so when he makes his actions... Uh, it's It It doesn't feel like he's just a mustache-twirling villain to me.
1: But it is. They do a really good job, too, of showing how jaded he has become because of all of it. Yeah. Because, so he allows the seven deadly sins to, like, give him powers and be, like...
0: And go- then that ball shoots into his eye, which is also kind of graphic.
1: Very graphic. So as one of his eyes, he has the the orb thing in it now. Yeah. And he basically is like the host of the seven deadly sins. And you do learn throughout the movie, especially once you get more towards the end, like he is nothing without them though. Yeah. Like he, he is so desperate to be something, to have some kind of power that he didn't really understand to that. Like they were going to just drop him as soon as they didn't need him anymore.
0: One could almost argue that for his whole life, he's just been envious. Uh huh. Oh, <laughs> so that seems great he gets out and now we have now we're now the ball is rolling on this movie hey,
1: magic eight ball is a rolling
0: <laughs> um outcome good movie anyway uh i'm i'm assuming there. oh was,
1: i didn't get it for a second i get it now yeah
0: i'm assuming that the audience paused their players took their headphones off and just started clapping for a full minute because they were just like what a slam dunk joke um so Billy goes to school with Freddie. He's he's getting to know the kids a little bit.
1: Really good though when the the, the little girl hugs him, Darla, and is yeah, like, "Have a good so day cute. at school, Billy." And he's just like, "Well, you're not my sister." Pretty much something like that. You know, like
0: And she gets really sad. She gets really
1: upset. And it's oh, she's so good. She's so, so good. good and every character is their own person. It's not like a token this or a token that kind of character. It's just everyone has a purpose besides your token bullies, which is That's- very funny. Comedy yeah. that you get in the movie. So he's at school, um, but like kind of towards the end of school, I don't remember what happens during school. But other than Freddie trying to become friends with him yeah. and him not opening up to him at all, yeah. So after school, Freddie gets bumped by the bully's car
0: mm-hmm. and leaves
1: a scuff, and he starts getting beat up by the bullies, and Billy defends
0: him. Bumped. He gets hit by the car. This kid straight he, up. They did. Hit they Freddy. did hit him.
1: I'm surprised it didn't break anything. I but know. Billy intervenes, say, helps him, and is running away from the bullies.
0: Yeah, he gets onto a train station, subway, or subway. Sorry, and uh, the subway starts going, and the lights start flickering, and then it turns freezing. the The mm-hmm. windows freeze, and the symbols are showing, and he gets out on the- on the of the station.
1: Just this is so good too. I feel like sometimes, like if you're writing something like a comedy or whatever, yeah, and you're put into a situation as ridiculous as this try to think an easy joke is what would a normal person do and you get a joke so an inherently funny thing is the doors open and he's in some cave which is not philadelphia and the kid looks at the map (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like where am i
0: it's great too because it feels like if you were new to a city and this happened Before you start thinking this is magic, you have to be like, I have to go through the rational possibilities, so I'm going to look at this map. Okay, now I'm going to start freaking out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's so good.
0: So he goes in, and he gets tested by the wizard as well.
1: We have not mentioned that this kid looks uh, suspiciously a lot like Tobey Maguire, which I am a little curious. He's a really good actor. He does a really good job, but I'm a little curious if that was part of the reason why they casted him.
0: (laughs) Yeah. i got more of a vibe than a look.
1: He looked so much like Tobey Maguire in certain M expressions. Anyway,
0: <laughs> but um, so he gets tested by the wizard, and he tells the wizard, "I'm not worthy." What are you talking about? But this is like the wizard's last option.
1: Yeah, right? he doesn't really get a choice anymore. This is the hey, you were the one. Oh yeah, because the sins the are subway. already
0: gone. So he's yeah. like, I, I just you just have to be the person because I can't fight him.
1: And he does a little <laughs> exposition scene. Yes, uh, this is the most understandable one out of the whole. I'm not even. I'm not saying exposition scenes are bad.
0: Well, you they, pretty they, much have to have them in these movies, but you
1: don't have to have them in every single movie <laughs> in this franchise. We know who Superman is. I don't need. I don't know. Whatever. You don't need to have an exposition scene all the time. Yeah, this time it makes sense. He kind of explains a little bit of this magic world and how the council, or you know, it's their job to appoint one person to they take contain on all the powers.
0: deadly sins and
1: yeah, who is yeah, that's their. Like divine purpose. Mm-hmm. So he, he needs to touch the staff yep. and say Shazam. More jokes ensue yeah. that are genuinely funny, not cheap jokes. No cheap jokes here. And he says Shazam, and the rest is history. Credits start rolling.
0: <laughs> so then he turns into
1: Zachary Levi. Zachary
0: Levi. Now, I have a couple of things to jump off on right here. And I see your eyes glazing over it, but that's okay. Um, and I'm kidding. But um, he, great casting. He looks great. Mm-hmm. The costume, there is something so refreshing, especially if you compare this to Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a straight up real suit. It is CG occasionally. Oh,
1: it is straight up real?
0: It has to be, right?
1: I don't know. Okay, he's walking a lot, so I'm just assuming yes.
0: I guess, I guess maybe it's not a real suit, but I'm.
1: Oh, I don't know, I just don't know anymore. But I, I, I would think that it would it just, be.
0: It's like, it's like, and and there's a texture to it. It feels like you could reach out and you could touch that thunderbolt or lightning bolt, and it would look, it would feel a certain way. The fabric would feel a certain way. Yeah. And the cape would. Yeah. And it's, and actually, no, it has to be real because this movie has an eighty-five million dollar budget. It's real.
1: It, except for probably when he's flying.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. But it, it just looks fantastic. Um, it looks cheesy, but I love that about it. And he's like way too big.
1: He is way too big. I'm and sure there's like padding it. in there to make him look bigger. Yeah. Cause I mean he's huge. I yeah, the costume is so dumb, but I love that it is like that is the original costume.
0: It's so stinking cool it is and it's just so refreshing
1: also he's a superhero who you know doesn't use weapons or anything why does it need to be practical it has yeah. a dumb cape on it that makes yeah. no sense other than you do you know he is basically descended from greek gods yeah of course there would be a dumb cape on it yeah, that yeah. serves no purpose so it, it just looks so good and it's so red it like makes your eyes bleed <laughs> and the the lightning bolt is so fat
0: I love it so so much. it's so gross
1: and it's so great. Not gross, it's not gross, but it's just like so thick. Like you would never see something so cartoony on any of the other characters.
0: Yeah, but it's just so refreshing because again, in Marvel, like when you see Spider-Man, that's all CGI. Mm -hmm. When you see Iron Man, it's all CGI. Like they don't put them in costumes anymore. And I think that that's a huge bummer. Yeah. I understand why they do it practically, but to me it's like, especially if I was an actor, I would be so bummed if I, it's like, I'm Spider-Man. Well, you don't ever get to wear a suit. Yeah. Oh, cool, I guess. You we can wear
1: this white suit <laughs> yeah. that we're going to erase you yeah. after when we're in editing, so.
0: But, um, it's just really great. And then, the other thing I wanted to say is this series is obsessed with gods. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is just a DC comic book thing, but it feels like, no, yeah, so, DC is like, Superheroes are gods. Uh, Marvel is like, uh, superheroes are another form of science. That's kind of their okay, take yeah. on it. Yeah, and that's in the comic books for sure. Everything is very sciencey in Marvel. They they explain it with like a little sentence where you go, "Okay, I buy it." Um, but sometimes, <laughs> but this is very much gods, 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 gods. But what I like so much about this movie above the rest of the DC movies is, even though he's just another god, basically, he has powers, and the powers are important, and they explore the powers. Yeah. Now, this is a key thing for me, because we've had so many superhero movies at this point, but if you were to watch the DC movies, tell me what the powers are of Wonder Woman, Flash, Mm -hmm. Aquaman, Superman. Mm -hmm. And besides Flash... Aquaman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, from what I've been told in the movies, have the same exact powers, Mm -hmm. except one has cold breath and shoots lasers. That's really all I know. Cold breath. Superman. Oh. And then Aquaman can talk to fish. And and Aquaman can talk to fish. But, like, we watch Aquaman, Aquaman gets shot by bullets, and he's fine. I thought that was a Superman thing.
1: He was flying in Justice League. He
0: was flying. Like, so, to me, their powers are not really unique to each other. And yes, Shazam has those same powers, but they actually explore them, and so it's exciting. And it hasn't been exciting for the past seven movies what their powers are. Well, I
1: wonder too if, like, part of the idea for the script is like none of these other movies have really been origin stories. I mean, kind of. Although yeah. you know, Aquaman is an origin story, and Wonder Woman. Wonder kind Woman of is, is. is I would too, say it but is. not in the way that you think. Like. In Wonder Woman and Aquaman, their their powers are already actualized. They're not learning True. who yeah. they are. They're not learning who their but their powers are. They're learning like who they are as people, which is like that's refreshing in, in a sense for sure. But in looking at this franchise as a whole, to have a yeah. movie like this where they really explore it is so fun. It's so and it, fun. It is very much for a younger audience. When I think when they started this whole thing, they're trying to get the audience who are right off the tails of the Dark Knight Rises,
0: right? R- exactly. Which is, like, exactly
1: young adults yeah so yeah i love too when he wakes up and this guy is just laughing and like i love this so much i can't believe what you're wearing but you do you dude
0: oh when he's back in the subway in the subway sorry
1: yeah but um zach relief is just so great and he really like (laughs) embodies the like he is 14 he's a 14 year old Uh trapped in a 35 year old man's body yeah or something
0: or as he says i think i'm closer to 25
1: he's like i'm <laughs> mid-20s i'm probably 30 yeah um so he is going through philadelphia having a full-blown panic attack because yeah. he is not who he is anymore and he he meanwhile at his foster home he is he is missing yeah, And they can't find him. They're freaking out. The parents are freaking out. Uh, that's a very t- touching moment between mom and dad, where they are like, the, the dad is reassuring the mom, talking about one of their other kids who ran away at one time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're know, like, remember what we talked to her about and what she said? Home's not home until you make it home.
0: Yep. And, and so he good. says that great thing where he says, we knew this when we took him in, that he's a runaway, but yep. we're going to be the first people to take him back.
1: Yeah. That's stuff that's like, oh, that gave me chills. Yeah. You know, and so... He, he shows up to Freddie in the window
0: yeah, and, and he throws that, he throws so that paper loud. that wrote don't scream yeah. while, while he's doing the dishes and then he screams, he said, I wrote don't scream. <laughs> but you know, obviously he's seeing this grown man <laughs> yeah, window, and so. he convinces him, Hey, I'm, I'm Billy and I need your help. Yeah. And then we have this great, I mean, this is like just magic. I mean, for lack of a better term, it's lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Are you talking about, so they go up to his, well, they go up to Darla's room first, like almost by accident. And, oh yes, that's great because, the parents are like, oh, Billy's here. Billy, let me see you. Like, we need to talk to you, Billy. And they're in Darla's room and sh- they're, they're just like, what do we do? What do we do? You can't say anything, Darla. Is she good at keeping a secret? No, I'm not good at keeping a secret. Just really funny stuff. And he's like, I don't know. I just touched this guy's st- staff and said, Shazam. <laughs> and, then he- and then a lightning bolt tears through the roof and the ceiling of the room. And he turns back into Billy.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. So then they go back to their room. And they're, you know, the, this next big chunk of the second act of the movie is them figuring out what this yes. is. Yes,
0: And this, this is what I meant by, like, yeah. the, all this is so great. So they, they go out and they're testing powers. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing that's really cool about this movie, I think, is uh, David F. Sandberg is a YouTuber. He got famous through YouTube. So when he's doing this whole sequence where Freddie is uploading videos and shooting home videos... I've, we've all seen movies where they've shown someone getting famous on YouTube or something and it just, it, ju- you just go, what? Mm-hmm. Like, this is so ramshackle. It doesn't make sense. It just actually feels like he does know about this world. Yeah. I, 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 it's just a, such a specific thing, but it's like a musician directing a musician she- scene I, in a I, movie, I, you I know? like it
1: too. Where like, Fre- Freddie's first inst- instinct is to, we need to document everything because yeah, yeah. He, he is a nerd. He is like. We need to document everything. I need to da- gather all this data. So, because yeah. he, he's basically like pretty immediately takes up the mantle of I'm the guy in the chair. Kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah, I'm your yeah. oracle. Yeah. So that's also great. They're they're learning. Okay, he can do electricity, but can he fly? I don't know if he can fly. Can't turn invisible, blah, 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 blah all this stuff. And
0: and they're doing a lot of it fair, as practically as you can.
1: Yeah, it all looks so good. It's yeah. all very funny. And like, you know, the, the jokes are very just like, like reacting to this very strange thing that's yeah. not natural and while they're doing all this a woman is being robbed in the park that they're yeah. in and shazam jets over there so they learn he can go really fast <laughs> yeah. and saves the woman that's just such a funny scene because she's already got it handled she, is pepper, she pepper sprayed spray the guy and he he's t- calling her like ma'am old lady and she's like 29 yeah she's so young but he's 14 right that's just that's so funny and I love that she just gives them cash and is like I don't want any part of this
0: don't talk to me and then he says um cause cause yeah he he got confused because he heard screaming but it was the mugger because she pepper sprayed him Yeah, and she's saying I had it covered and then he looks at the mugger and he says yeah get woke mugger (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's just a kid who's so out of his depth has no idea because he's so young, he's so naive.
0: Well, like, and and it's just a great reversal of what is yes. like the typical superhero yes. first little crime thing that they take care of,
1: right? So they get money, and they're kind of like, "Oh my gosh, we got money for we this got seventy-three let's go bucks. Get, let's go buy some beer." And I love that is so funny because it feels so natural. Yeah, that this. Two 14 year olds would just go try and buy beer with it, and they're all they're so nervous about it. well, Billy's so nervous about it because it's like we don't even have fake IDs. And Freddie's like, look at you. You are the fake <laughs> yeah, ID. Yeah. So while they're at the convenience store, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: the robbers come in.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so it's it's another time for him to shine and learn a little bit more about himself. And I love that Freddy's like, go, 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 go. Well,
0: yeah. When even Billy's that moment- first
1: reaction is, yep. I don't want to get shot.
0: And then he's like, No, but you and he's like,
1: "Oh yeah, yeah. Oh right, it's so good."
0: And then he goes, and they shoot him. Mm-hmm. And then he looks down, and the and the way that he sh- they shot the scene is great. Oh yeah, the bullet falls down, and it's smashed. Yep. And then they go, "Bullet immunity! You
1: have bullet immunity!" But then they go even a step further when they're like, when Freddie says, "Okay, but we don't know if it's the suit or if it's you." Shoot him in the face.
0: And the brother's and like like, okay. him in the <laughs> face."
1: and he's bulletproof and the effects uh-huh. are crazy they look really good
0: it hits him in the face and it, it does like a red mark like he got slapped yeah it's nuts and then he says and it kind of tickles so funny and then
1: throws out the robbers they yeah. get the beer they drink beer and it's they hate it it's so disgusting they immediately throw it away and then they go back in and buy junk food yeah <laughs> like a couple of 14 year olds <laughs>
0: I mean, come on! This is great stuff. It is. So then we go to the board meeting. Okay. And this is and when this is the
1: part of the movie when I was watching for the first time, I was like, "Oh no, they've gone too far with the horror stuff." Yeah. Because I'm I am thinking like this is this does feel for a younger audience. Well, you're
0: a little bit of a square in that way.
1: And I think I am rewatching it. It's like, no, it's fine. But this would have left a very big impression on me as a child. If I watched this movie,
0: I like it. you did not defend yourself when I called you a square. No, because I
1: well, it's kind of lame because I'm always like, give me <laughs> monsters, give me gross, creepy things, and then they do in this movie, and I'm like, I think it's too much. <laughs> like the tone is so off.
0: Yeah, maybe you need to join the MPAA so that you can rate movies no, in a what weird I mean. way. Ugh. I just feel like
1: when I, I know when I especially first watched it, it felt like a a potentially like bad tone shift.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because of how horrific it is. And then I remember you telling me, like, well, that guy's a horror director. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't need to tell me that. (laughs) Did you see that scene? Yeah. So explain it.
0: So this scene is so great. Mark Strong comes in to this board meeting, and the seven deadly sins appear. And he basically... They're
1: gross.
0: They're gross. And
1: cool. And terrifying. Yeah. And I love that each one, you can kind of guess which one they are.
0: Yeah. But I do wish that there had been a montage to... Maybe, like, um, I can't get no satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, where it showed each sloth and it showed their statistics each sloth or I mean each sin, actually yeah. even better, it just does like sloth, and then it goes to greed, and the song changes again to like hit me baby one more time, Well, it's just like and, they
1: tried it, and they didn't want to repeat themselves,
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah,, yeah, um, but this board boardroom scene's great the the monsters start eating the the boardroom and like people
1: get thrown out of a window, people his are, brother like, getting their gets thrown out of the, window. Off.
0: and it's also. Um, I don't know that it's supposed to be, like, shocking, but it's kind of surprising that his dad is alive.
1: Yeah, that was surprising to me. And I think
0: that that was kind of cool, because he gets to have this moment. Well, it's
1: really good, because it shows you how long... I mean, decades he was holding this grudge against his father and brother. Yeah. Decades of it, which is like, oh, he has serious issues. Yeah. And, yeah, so he...
0: It, well, and, and the dad says, "Like, what do you want? Money? I'll, I'll give you the company." And then he goes, "There it is, greed." Yeah. And then and then he talks to him a little bit more, and then he says, "Greed, you can have him." And you see, greed just jump. And I love that greed him.
1: has like four hands. Yeah. Which is just like that makes sense.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, which one's the
1: scariest? It's, for you, it's the glutton
0: one, right? The glutton one's the scariest.
1: I think that one's the scariest, but also the dude with wings.
0: Yeah, he's more like this guy up Oh, I to. feel like
1: it's like, have I seen that character in Sandman?
0: <laughs> sure. It's crazy. <laughs> um, So then they try to buy a lair. Shazam. Oh,
1: unbelievable. Oh, wait, so I gotta funny. say too, though, the horror element. Yeah. It's just worth noting. Like, I think part of the reason why it feels scarier is because it's such a crazy tone shift. And they went sure. scary with it. Watching it again, it's like, I mean, I love it. Yeah, it still is a little jarring, and, and but I, I think it's supposed to be.
0: I think that's part of why it feels like it's a movie we grew up with because they had those weird and I agree, scenes. I definitely
1: agree with that. The scariest part of the scene, though, is when the receptionist is about to open the door because he's hearing noises. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And people just start banging on the door, and they're being ripped away from the door. I mean, if this yeah. movie was rated higher, there would be blood all over it. Yeah, the walls. That was the scariest part of the scene. Great. So, then we go where?
0: Then uh, they try to buy a lair. They can't do yeah. it, obviously. Um, and then Shazam saves Mary, who's about to get hit by a bus. Um, we Well,
1: I think that's a little bit later. Because you do... So, what, what they're kind of... What,
0: well, what, I kind of skipped over the... Because there's actually the montage of them training and stuff after
1: So, that. yeah, what the training but, is kind of showing... Well, yeah, there's a whole training, much longer training sequence with the YouTube videos that you're talking about. But you're also learning that like he's kind of becoming a a car- someone who dresses up as a superhero and walks on Hollywood uh, downtown Hollywood and takes pictures with people and gets paid for it. it like yeah like, yeah. They they're like because they're just they think they can get money out of this stuff and it can be monetized. They just are doing that cheesy like really dumb na- like naive stuff. Like that's f- normal. This is so normal to do this, right? Right. Very funny. Um but then they're back at school. Freddy is talking up to everybody that he knows this new guy who's all over the right, news. Yeah,
0: you should definitely and, mention this part.
1: <laughs> and the bullies tell him, well, if he's not at lunch tomorrow, we're kicking your butt. Yeah. Um, and you, you learn, too, that, like, no one likes Freddy. Yeah. He's just a guy that's, like, all talk and annoying. Right. So um, the, like kind of like the next day at school, Billy tells him, I don't got to be here. Yeah. I'm much bigger than this now, so he his head's getting big with all of this stuff.
0: Well, and th- the 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 conflict between them is cool. It it doesn't feel like that annoying romantic comedy thing no, where you're just not like at all. this. If they just talk to each other, this feels like a real thing. No, it, because yeah, um, Billy is upset because he feels like Freddie is pretty much envious. I'll use that word because all the characters are struggling with envy. He's envious of his power because he's always wanted and to be super. And he's kind of like
1: taking it as his own. Yeah. By making Billy like, do this, do this, do this, do this.
0: Yeah. And I get that. Yeah. And then Freddy, on the flip side.
1: Oh, wants to be that.
0: Yeah. And he's mad he at him. It. He's mad at Billy because Billy seems to him to be like selfish.
1: Yeah. And, and he, because, because Freddy is, I mean, obviously Freddy's having just as much fun as Billy of yeah. testing all these things out. But, you know, Billy starts feeling suffocated because he's, because he's having a friend. He's making friends with somebody, which yeah. is something he does not do. And, and then, it's
0: great. Cause they're both right in their they,
1: they are. Yeah. And they're both very understandable. And Freddie, who is someone who experiences a physical disability is like, like, why couldn't that have been me? Yeah. That's why he is so excited and latching on to Billy because it does feel like Billy is letting him be a part of this. Uh huh. So Billy goes away. Freddie eventually gets beat up at school because Shazam never shows up. So Billy spends that day playing hooky and doing all the dumb stuff, like doing a lightning show to get tips and taking pictures of people to get tips. And it is like so stupid. And then, like you said, he saves Mary um, who was crossing the street, not looking and almost get got hit by a car. And I, I think this is sweet to include this part in the movie Because she just got accepted into her dream college, which means she would have to go all the way to California. And she's not sure if she wants to because she doesn't want to leave her family. Billy can't understand that. He's Shazam in the scene. But he can't understand that because this isn't even her family. She doesn't have a family. She should just care about herself. She wants to go. She should go. Yeah. And that just shows how.
0: It's great for his development. It's great for his development.
1: Just how disillusioned he is about this whole thing. And he he's still even in this part of the movie is like I will still one day find my mom reunite with her and things will be fine.
0: Yep. And so, um, then we, excuse me, we get to the great scene where he he's performing, Mm -hmm. and because of his lightning shooting, he a bolt comes down hits a bus, and causes it to go over the edge, and he has to stop this bus from falling
1: wild that he
0: wild caused
1: something bad yep he saves everyone and thinks he's a hero yep and freddie is obviously like you are an imbecile
0: yep and then right after that dr savannah comes down and he's he says you're the champion let me yeah. kill you yeah and they begin to fight And Shazam is way over his head.
1: And it's crazy because you hardly ever get in superhero movies when the superhero is running away like a little girl from the villain. Yeah. He is terrified of this person. Yeah. And it is crazy. That also shows how naive he is that he would think that nothing bad would ever happen to him in this invincible state.
0: So he's running through. They go to a mall, Mm -hmm. and they have a fight scene in there, which is just kind of... I like where the fight scenes are at and stuff. They're just kind of refreshing. Yeah. Again, because it's not... There is a little bit of the we're fighting and there's just buildings around and we're smashing into buildings. But like... Not as much, though. Yeah. Having it in a mall is just like, oh, whoa. Yeah. And it actually feels kind of... It's cool because it feels a little claustrophobic. Like, they have to be creative with their powers because they're stuck in a small room. Yeah. And um, there's this great shot where he's like kind of learning how to fly yeah a little bit and he's kind of bouncing in the air and that's all real i mean that is not a cg effect they they have like a big old thing he's hooked up to and there's guys in green suits moving him around and stuff like that really
1: that's crazy because it wow yeah i like that because you know earlier when they're like if you like you have to believe you can fly that's how it works maybe yeah, and he couldn't do it because he didn't believe in himself. And when it comes to time for him to, like, afraid he's about to die, like, he, that, that ability is actualized. I think it's cool having part of the fight scene in the toy store because yep. it's almost like, you know, like, I feel like, in a way, Billy just kind of thought he was an action figure. So he's surrounded yeah. by Batman, Superman, like, all these action figures and commodities when things have gotten very real for him in uh-huh. that moment.
0: Yeah, that's... You're a smart cookie. (laughs) Um, So he loses this fight. And he gets away because he shazams and turns into Billy.
1: But Freddy gets kidnapped.
0: Freddy gets kidnapped. And um, the kids figure out Bully is hero. What is that? So,
1: Yvette, during this time, though, okay, I think.
0: Oh, oh, I did. I'm sorry. Uh, I I did remember that they, they have a nod to Big in this movie. Because you know the Tom Hanks oh, movie where yeah. he turns into a adult man. Yep. Uh, oh, we didn't they,
1: even think about that. When that's he run so... on
0: the keys in yeah. the mall. Yep. And
1: wow, I'm dumb. I also haven't seen the movie cool. in like
0: very long time. Yeah, that's that was. I just had to point out that yeah. nod to Big because that's such a direct like. Yes. Guys, remember this is a same thing as Big, but yes. it's a superhero, and maybe that's the genius. So, of So
1: he gets home. Freddie is kidnapped, but no one knows it yet. Yeah. And that's when the, his other siblings, foster siblings tell him that they yeah. found his mom. <laughs> I disgust. Gotta... Which is Oh, are you crying?
0: <laughs> no, I said I, I said kids figure out bully is hero. Oh,
1: Billy is hero. It
0: auto-corrected oh. or I just misspelled it, but it's Billy. So
1: So they figure out Billy is Shazam. But they also because they're a loving family, they they learn that he's trying to find his mom. So they do it for him.
0: Yeah. And
1: he just doesn't even really think them. Just like cool, I want to go live with my mom now. Peace.
0: Yeah. So this is the this is the gut wrench. Yes. I mean, I mean, I think maybe you'll explain this a little better than I will.
1: Well, he goes to this apartment complex, knocks on this woman's door. the his mom is comes out and she doesn't even recognize him. Mm-mm. I mean, she lost him when he was three. Yeah. And he has this whole thing he's prepared. He has the compass still. And he's like, I dropped this and I found it. Or, you know, I found you. Hands her the compass. She's just like, huh? Yeah. And there's a man in there that is like yelling at her. It's not his dad. But I I think it insinuates that she is um, in a maybe not so great relationship. Yeah. So she like closes the door and steps into the hall with him and is like, wow, you found me. Um, That's. She doesn't even say that's great. I'm so happy. She just says, you really found me. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah, and then and then we see the carnival from her perspective. Yes. And then she, and
1: she admits that she let him go.
0: Yeah. And and she says, which is so heartbreaking. She says, but you're good, right? You landed on Gosh, your feet.
1: That yeah, that breaks my heart. And, she,
0: and and then and then as they keep talking, she says, Now's not really a good time. That's what his mother is saying to him. So
1: crazy. And so he he's like, he gives her the compass and she's like, What is this? And you know, he's like, I think you could use it more than I can. And he just leaves. Yeah, and she and what's crazy too is he's walking down the hall and she's still in the background and she's kind of looking at it confused and then she just goes back in. I mean, she like waits for a second trying to process this, looks at him, but then just like goes back to her life.
0: Yeah, and and so we have we we've talked about how this movie has a uh, it's all about envy. That's Mm -hmm. a big part of it, but then we have this other theme of um, family, belonging, belonging, and then and then in this. Uh, our hero is very much probably sympathizing with the villain because his mom is telling him, yeah. "You're not worthy." Yeah, and he's been told that his whole life. And then his mom is, is like, "Yeah, you found me. Good job. You're not worthy." Now's not a good time. Right. You have all of that, and then they go straight to the climax. There's not a scene of him walking in the park, ben- like in the park for a half hour. It's like go time because the villain lets him know, "Hey, I got your family here," Mm -hmm. and he runs outside onto the roof and he jumps off the building and yells "Shazam!" and there's a great like trailer looking shot. shot, yeah, awesome. And then he goes to the house. Now he's at a disadvantage because Mark Strong could just kill all these people. Yeah. So they basically all go into the wizard portal. And he's
1: supposed to touch the staff, and by doing that, it, it transfers his powers to Mark Strong, or to Dr. Sivana. Yeah.
0: But the the kids sneak in. Um, oh,
1: I'm sorry. Yes. No, I, right.
0: said oh, I said that. okay. So the kids sneak in, and they're able to, like, Got it. Yeah. like Freddy throws a batarang at him, mm-hmm. and it cuts him. And that's when they realize, like, when the demons are out of him, he's just a normal person. Yes. And then they, they go for an escape. There's a great bit where they're they're trying to figure out which door to go they through. They did
1: not open up enough doors, in my opinion. Oh
0: yeah, they I, could
1: have opened. I wanted them to open all the doors.
0: Yeah, well, and we only saw in one really.
1: I wish there was a Beetlejuice door.
0: That would have been or, cool. or like
1: a sandworm.
0: Yeah, door. yeah. Um, but they do open one, which is enough for me. Where it's it's three alligators playing poker, and they turn, and then they start just walking, and they. I don't know. They look like they're puppets or something. I know. Like they look, they look real. Yeah. It does not. I don't think they were CGI. It was insane.
1: And it was like, let's just take a hard left and have this be the movie.
0: <laughs> I hope that F- Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I hope those alligators are the gods we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then they—how do they get back again?
1: So they get back through a different door. Right?
0: They do something, though.
1: Well, I think, so, they kind of, like, float away, right? They, like, turn into mist and leave, because they were, like, you gotta help. I think, like, Billy had some ability to be able to do it, because he, like, Mark Strong, like, sent the demons after them, or, like, did something, and they just, like, left. And then they showed up in someone else's closet, I think.
0: No, they they said, they said, no, no, they said... You have to imagine some place because he imagined the That's, train station. Oh, how
1: could we forget? Yeah, yeah,
0: because then he imagined a strip club he went to earlier, uh-huh. where he spent five minutes and spent all the money that he had. Uh huh. Um, and. Then they all walk out of the strip club and they're like, and That's they're, what you thought of
1: And they're covering Darla's eyes. And she's like, How come you're covering my eyes? And it's like, You're not old enough. Well, I'm old enough to know I like that music.
0: <laughs> and she said someone says something about glitter too. Well, Freddie comes
1: out last and he's like, You guys take care, and you know, like to have to have a good night. And he has glitter all over them, and Darla's like, I want some glitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and then uh so then there's the big fight at the carnival. Uh uh-huh. Seven Deadly Sins released and they don't know what to do and then Shazam has this vision, a flashback to the beginning where the the first wizard said that the, the there were elders, uh, elder wizards as well. And we have this moment that when I saw it, <laughs> I'm not familiar with these comics or anything. I it was like a jaw dropping moment to me.
1: Me too. Like, you're because doing this movie
0: one? This feels like something you do in the second movie. Uh-huh. But it was also such a natural development and also just a beautiful twist uh, yeah? in a movie. Yeah. Where he says, everybody, hands in, or whatever they say at the dinner table. They all grab the staff, and he says, say my name. And they all say Billy. And he <laughs> goes, no, 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 the this name. And they say Shazam. And all of the kids turn into Shazam gods. Mm-hmm. What? I know. I mean, that was seriously like such a surprise when I saw this in theaters. I never would have guessed that they would have done that. I know. And they're it's all so adult good. versions, and they all get to play around with the great bit. I I particularly love the Darla stuff the most, mm-hmm. um, because you just have this grown woman who's kind of like, oh wow, this is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. And and they're all discovering their powers and fighting yeah, like fighting one, the demons. one can do lightning.
1: One's really strong. Darla's really fast. Um, I I think so. Freddy is played by Adam Brody. I didn't mention that. Yeah, who is recently in the det- the Kid Detective, which was a really good movie. Big yeah. recommend. Um, but I think he's most known from the OC. Okay. Anyone who watched that show. But yeah, I I they all have like their own thing going on, and they're all taking on their own demon.
0: It's so cool. And yeah. and it's it's genuinely good action mm-hmm. and it's really refreshing in a universe where everyone is really sure of their powers and we've talked about the powers already. It's just fun to have people be like, Whoa, I can lift this up. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. That is enough for me because this universe has been so dour, mm-hmm. except for Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Mm. But even them, they're like so sure of their powers that it's not it's really not that interesting That's when they in use question. their powers. It's like, is it a good story? Yes. And and I think Marvel does that too sometimes. Like,
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Like uh, Captain Marvel's a good example, the Brie Larson movie, where I'm like, I don't understand her powers or know what they are from watching the movies. Mm. I don't really get her thing. I like that movie a lot, and I think it's cool, but I don't really know what she does. Yeah, And there's many characters in the MCU that, like, maybe if I didn't read comics, I wouldn't know, like, what it is except well, for they, they also punch hard
1: have the added challenge of there's so many of them they're in so many yeah. that they get to the point where that's just not interesting anymore At, yeah. not as interesting as i don't know the story you know
0: yeah yeah and th- i think they've made that a conscious decision i think the dc universe kind of just didn't know what they were doing yeah and then shazam was like let's think about
1: it <laughs> yeah so shazam and dr savannah are flying around the city fighting while everyone else is fighting at the carnival, and there's a very funny joke of them being like miles apart in the air, and Doctor Savanna is trying <laughs> is doing his whole bad guy monologue, but Shazam can't hear him.
0: He's like, "You're like a you're like a mile away. I can't hear you." Yeah, and he just it keeps cutting back, and he's in the middle of these speeches.
1: It's so good, and I feel like all of this action, all of this stuff did not was not um, drawn out It all. Felt the adequate amount of time. Uh, he needed to draw envy out of Doctor Savannah. Which he he does successfully um, defeats the the demon, yeah, and saves Doctor Zavana from falling.
0: It's it, it's just awesome, and and Billy he gets to save the bullies that have bullied him, mm-hmm.
1: which by is, doing wedgies. But yeah,
0: but still, I mean, it's it's so cool that he does that. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's just it's just such a refreshing movie. And it's it's cool because they they kind of um, bend some of the tropes. And it's not so much that the movie is trying to make fun of superheroes or doing like a Monty Python riff on it or anything. But it's just s- saying like, hey, this we can do a little bit more in this genre. Uh-huh. And, and it can still be like a straight up superhero movie. Yeah. It is just a breath of fresh air. It is. Santa cusses a bunch at the end. And I won't even explain it. You just watch it and watch Santa cuss a lot. It's very funny.
1: Yes. It's bleeped um, out. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> and uh, there's some weird... There's a... Oh, oh yeah. Then there's the... They're at the dinner... The the lunch at school.
1: Yeah. And Shazam and shows up.
0: Shazam shows up. So
1: it's the rest of the family's there too. The siblings. And Superman shows up and it's very funny. You know yeah. what also is really refreshing in this movie? No love interest. Didn't-
0: no love interest. Didn't need it, You're
1: right. Didn't have it. And that... Is so great.
0: I hope we did this justice because I love this movie and I feel like I was almost too excited to properly express anything I thought about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so good. You should just
1: watch it. It's on HBO.
0: Yeah. Th- this one I would put in like the A plus Marvel category as mm-hmm. well.
1: Definitely. It's just, it's such a, a very relatable, it's a story that, that gets you in the heartstrings, mm-hmm. and it's simple. The character development is clear yeah. For, like, anybody who needed to develop in this movie. And I think, like, it, it wasn't even, like, so crazy that I don't think in the second movie, I'm not, like, worried that they have nothing else to say. Yeah. Because Billy's a 14-year-old. There is so much for him to go through. Yeah. to For his character to develop, including all of his other siblings. So it's just going to be good.
0: My my I will say, though, I think before that movie comes out, I'm going to need to like temper my expectations. I think yeah. because I, I love this movie so much that I don't think it's even really possible for me to enjoy the next movie as much. Cause this was such a surprise.
1: It's there are a few movies in a person's lifetime. I feel like where, when the sequel comes out, you're going to like it no matter what, which is guardians. Yeah. That's like potentially once in a lifetime where like, even if guardians two wasn't bad, I still would have liked it a lot.
0: Yeah. But it thankfully was. it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um gosh, dang it. This is a good movie. And you know what? Do, do we do you have anything else to say about it?
1: The post-credit scene was nuts. The caterpillar comes back, so make sure you watch that. And yeah, I want to see like more of that. Like a voice guy. box contra I don't know. Caterpillar talks or it's a worm?
0: I think it no, it's a caterpillar.
1: Okay. It was so funny. It was so funny. It and was it was cool. like please let the whole movie be about this.
0: Yeah. And um I Yeah, it's just fantastic. We only have, well, I guess we have three more of these because The Suicide Squad will be out soon and Uh. we'll be able to cover that movie. I think the day this comes out, I think it's only like a week away. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so here's the little spiel. Uh, If you missed it or forgot and finally got around to seeing Black Widow, we have an episode that came out two or three weeks ago where we covered that movie. So go back and check that out. It's still July, which means at patreon.com slash M-I-C-A-H-M-C-C-A-W, Micah McCaw, my name, uh, you can listen to MPU. The sequel where we recover Space Jam. And then next Wednesday, we will be covering Space Jam, A New Legacy. So come on. That's some fun stuff over there. Other than that, next week we're doing Birds of Prey. Or the, the
1: fantabulous uh, live.
0: No, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yeah, I haven't figured. I got to do some research on what is going to be in the actual episode title of that episode. So you may see that full title, or you may just see Birds of Prey. I'm going to do a little research to try and figure it out. Okay. But um, good night, everybody. Sweet
1: dreams. <laughs>